Mississippi if we was in Mississippi. When we left the movie show, the future wasn't bright. But came the dawn, the show goes on, and I don't want to say goodnight. Don't say good morning. Good morning. Rainbow the shining. Good morning. Good morning. Bonjour. Bonjour. Buenos dias. Buenos dias. Buongiorno. Good morning. Live on air. Hi, caller. Hey, it's Shane Kenny. Hey, Shane. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm pretty okay. We're just listening to some music here. Some cool old tunes. Uh, chilling at Mutiny Radio. And uh, how, how's life in the bunker? It's good. I've been going outside to play guitar on the roof. Spend my little... Your mouth is nowhere near enough to your thing. We can't hear you at all. You got to have your mouth right in okay. that speaker. Is this better? Yeah, that's better. There you go. So uh, I've been going on the roof with my acoustic guitar and trying to bring art and music to the people, whether they like it or not. <laughs> There's a Woody Guthrie quote that said, the job of a folk singer is to comfort disturbed people and to disturb comfortable people. And I'm pretty sure I'm accomplishing at least one of those things when I go up there. Sure. Um, yeah, so what what day are we on here? Um, let me check my quarantine day journal. Oh, you have a quarantine day journal. That's good. Oh, no, this is it, – it was a book opportunity I could not pass up on. You know, I was – so I think we're on like 14 or 15, or for me at least, I considered my – campus closing down that was the start of my life starting to change so um right you're uh oh i just had a question in my head and it flew out um never mind sorry uh stone remove i just looked in the corner of the studio here and there's two cans of ready whip and i'm like who was taking nitrous without me i want to take some (laughs) nitrous fuck man i'm gonna go reach over for one of those things Doing any yeah, fun no, drugs? You hear them completely full of cream, but no pressure. Well, and that's that's fine because I have coffee in the studio too. I'll use that cream. It can't be too old because I was here last night, so nobody was after me. I don't know unless there were some gremlins here this morning. I I can't imagine. I'm like I'm the one who likes to take nitrous out of the ready whip, huh? It's kind of funny to imagine two gremlins just in the corner of Mutiny Radio, passed out on nitrous. Yeah, I don't know how, I don't know how those little beings respond to uh, the joys and beauty of nitrous oxide. One of my favorite 
most favorite drugs in the history of uh, like semi legal highs. You're you're in mine both. Yeah, like. <laughs> I I um had some. The only thing that got me through my um I had a, some teeth issues from from a skateboarding accident years ago, and the only thing that got me through some of my oral surgery was the nurse lady was like holding my hand and she's like just do nitrous like it's your job and I just kept thinking that and I you know put my little headphones in I was listening to Aphex Twin and I was like fuck yeah nitrous is my job and um and I wish that that could be my job right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah I would like that very much every person who's ever done drugs right now is thinking what's the worst that could happen if I only stay in my house with them yeah absolutely um I was thinking about dropping some acid today and seeing what happens. See, see if I can see what my cats have to say. Oh, yeah. I was going to take mushrooms today, but it was going to rain. So in a few days, I'm going to. And, you know, that's, that's what I've been telling people. We're confined to our homes, but not to our minds. Yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely uh, psychonauted out there. I mean, what else are, what else are we going to do? I mean, besides writing songs and being creative and jokes and stuff. I did a... I did an open mic last night, one of those Zoom things, but I also did it at Mutiny Radio at the same time so that I listened to the audio of it this morning, and I had a good fucking set. I did a solid 10 minutes, and I'm, and it's weird to do it without, like, laughter and stuff, but, hey, no one oh, was yeah. really laughing at my jokes before anyway, so, but I felt like exactly. it was a solid set, and, and, I, and I hadn't done a set in, in weeks, so, I mean, I've... I don't feel terrible about it. I know there's a lot of people. Ooh, it's 420. 420, shout out. Everybody smoke it if you got it. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to, too. I have a, the bong got fixed. Thank you, Scotto of Flat Black Plastic. But uh, there's an open mic tonight with New York and uh, San Francisco on Zoom. I should probably actually at 5 o'clock just tap into it because my pad can play some pretty good audio uh, through Mutiny Radio. So I'll probably do that if I don't get a grip of phone calls anyway. Yeah. And I'm, I'm kind of amazed by how the artist community responded. Like I've done a, one or two online open mics. I did joke workshop with you. And then I did another one that my friend from LA hosted. And I, I weirdly like telling jokes cause I can kind of just have my notes out there. I don't have to worry about anyone catching me, but also I can just pretend like, Oh, everyone has their mic muted. This is joke is just hilarious. Right. It's hard to do comedy in a vacuum. I, I mean, at least with this like new Zoom avenue, th- there's 25 people that signed up. I guess the New York side is only up to 14. New York was going to be evens and San Francisco is odds. And San Francisco's like one through 25. It's all jacked up. It's all, everyone's all signed up. And then New York's, you know, at 14 or something. But that's still, it's a lot of fucking people. That's like oh, yeah. 20 people and- all watching each other. That's enough audience for me, honestly, like, and I guess if it's on your phone or on your, the, you're looking at a screen or whatever, you can choose to look at it or not. But I mean, maybe people are still listening. I, like I said, I'll, I'll probably jack into the sound and play it on mutiny. I don't think anyone would have a problem with that. I mean, I guess I should ask. Oh, definitely, people and it's, it'd be cool to kind of just show how it's like. Hey, we're in different cities, but we're still doing the thing we like to do. Well, and for me, it's. I don't necessarily need the whole visual component. I like the audio component. I'm an audio person. I like radio. I, there's a reason I do radio. I don't really like my face all that much. So being on, having people see me do the comedy isn't necessarily my bag. That's not where I like get my, you know, feels from. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm more like, I more get off on like the concept that people are listening to me and to what I'm saying 
and taking it in, hopefully with laughter, but also if I can change a few minds about fucking uh, breast yeah, milk, and, I'm in, you know? And that's always the kind of, especially when you have something to say as a comedian, you wrestle with that of, am I getting my point across or sacrificing the funny or vice versa? And because I've definitely had that with bits where I'm like, I hope people at least got the message, even if they didn't get the laughter from it. Right. Yeah. I, I'm a, I realize after I do like five minutes of feminist material, people don't really want to hear about feminism. <laughs> they're like, Oh no, that's how my evolutionary like, psychology jokes go. Yeah. I feel you. It's like, yeah, they get a little bit through. It's the same thing. I have Bible jokes, which killed when I was in Arkansas. Uh, and when I was in little rock, Arkansas, all of my Bible stuff, like, it was just like throwing pearls to swine. It was great because they're yeah, literally. Yeah, because they're probably so sick of it down there. They're well, like... no, they're literally so fat. They're like swine, and also they would get the reference pearls to swine, and you can get into a Bible story, and you don't have to give a lot of backstory because they all read the Bible. So, oh yeah, it's it's really quite easier here in uh, you know this heathen uh, Sodom and Gomorrah of San Francisco. I even say Sodom and Gomorrah, and they're like, what? So, you, I mean, I have to give way too much backstory on anything to do Bible jokes out here. Oh, yeah. I, I feel you. I've definitely made a few biblical references where people are like, what? And I'm like, and I'm like they won the war of religion. Yeah. Please give them the credit. I'm a, I can read. I'm a witch. I have my <laughs> little kitty familiars. I wish I, I should bring them with me. There's uh, a great podcast called The Dollop that's an American history podcast where a comedian reads a historical transcript to his idiot comedian friend. Oh, that's good. Who does commentary and impressions, and you'd love it. It's They cover everything from, like, the origins of witch trials in America to how Americans used to be scared of vampires. Sure. And where that originated from. I, I, had, the, I had the opportunity in uh, 2011 at San Francisco State to be the dramaturg for Vinegar Tom, which is a sort of muse, half musical, half play about witch trials in uh, like 1642 or whatever in England and the whatnot. And uh, I got to do all this crazy fucking research about the hammer of witches and that book where it's like, this is how you diagnose a witch. And it was it was cool. And all these torture devices. It was a weird six months for me. And people were like, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm a, I'm a dramaturg for this play. And they're like, why? It's just like you've done so much deep research on the torture of witches. I'm like, well, yeah, that's you know what dramaturgs do. But I, I really, I really got into all that stuff. Uh, Carol Churchill wrote the play, by the way. But um, it was like a modern take on feminism through the eyes of 1642 witch trials. Anyways, it's a great Whoa. play. But anyway, I did a bunch of research on like, yeah. Just, you know, how to tort- how we used to torture people, you know, you know, how we used to hate women. But there were there were other parts of the play that I thought were interesting because and I never realized this. Women were accused of witchcraft when, say, their husband died or their father died and they weren't married. And suddenly they were a woman with land and no one could let that happen in the 1600s. Do you know what I mean? So it was easier yeah. to claim she was a witch killer and then just take her land. And I think a lot of the. Like, oh, there's an old lady in the woods. She must be a, a witch because how could she, how dare she live without a man telling her what to do? Anyway. Yay, witchcraft. Oh, yeah, no, and that's funny when you look at how much historically influenced literature was just about 
keeping women in their place. Sure. What? Um, like the Bible. That famous movie, Rebel Without a Cause, it was just about a dude who wanted to escape his strong-willed mother and girlfriend. Huh. But I have a whole bit on the Salem Witch Trials. I don't know if you remember it, but I go into a little bit about what caused it, not as in-depth as you, of course, but I talk a little bit about how women were accused of stuff for just, like, food poisoning if they had, like, because there's this mold in the Northeast that can have psychoactive effects, and women were always the ones cooking, so they were exposed to it the most. And So ladies were doing mushrooms and uh, getting high. They were tripping hard, they were dancing around bonfires at night, and in the bit I'm like, that's not... You all saw a bunch of women dancing naked around a bonfire, and you're like, we have to bring a stop to this. Yeah. Yeah, that's like well. That's like the cruc- that's the crucible right there, the beginning of the crucible. Like all the ladies, all the girls are out in the forest with Tichuba, dancing around with without bras on. Oh, ladies. Yeah, what they call satanic behavior, I call a wet dream. So. <laughs> right on. Uh, hey, other uh, other gems to drop or uh, okay. like uh, in the next three minutes, I'm gonna play some more songs and I'm gonna figure out this whole. Uh, how to I'll tap into leave, this I'll... open mic and ask them if it's okay if I um, put it over okay, the so – over. I'm sure if they're well, already having it as as air it, over the Zooming, they won't mind having it also on right, the I'll end on this. radio. Uh, I wrote this the other night, and I wasn't sure if it was a poem or a joke, but every time I go down memory lane, I get beat up. All right. Well, there you yeah, go. I, I, I was under the I was under the influence, and I just paused right there, and I'm like, "All right, some things speak too loudly." All right, well, Shane Kenny, thanks for calling in to Mutiny thanks Radio. Be safe in your bunker, and uh, call will do. Yeah, yeah. Thank Shane you, Kenny. Pam, for doing this, for risking your health. Oh yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Lives. Everything's good. No symptoms. No symptoms. All right, bye, thanks Shane so Kenny. Much. Yay, bye. Yay! We're gonna play some more music here at Mutiny Radio, and I'm gonna figure out this whole thing and see if we want to get that Zoom going. Uh, this is Amy Winehouse with a cover of the Beatles. All my loving. <laughs> And I'll kiss you Tomorrow I'll miss you Remember
You're still listening to Mutiny Radio. I'm trying to figure out this Zoom thing. This is uh, Peter and the Wolf, narrated, uh, and some Academy of London something. I, I used to listen to this a lot as a kid on a record player, Peter and the Wolf by Sergei Prokofiev, narrated. I'm by going Sergei. to tell you the story of Peter and the Wolf. In the tale you are about to hear, each character is represented by a different instrument of the orchestra. The bird by the flute. The duck by the oboe. The cat by the clarionet. Grandfather by the bassoon. The wolf by the horns. Gunshots by the timpani and the bass drum. Peter by the strings in the orchestra.
Early one morning, Peter opened the gate and went out. Well, crap. That just crapped out on me for no reason. All right. Hey, you're listening to Mutiny Radio. I've just figured out how to get that Zoom thing in and work all that out. Hopefully, they'll give me the okay on uh, whatever platform to be able to stream this live for you if anybody's listening or for the podcast that will be subsequently here since obviously we're not having an open mic because everybody's dying or we're trying to keep everyone from dying. I'm not sure how that works anymore, but uh, hey, you're in your house being safe. That's good. And don't worry, I walked almost all the way here from my Tenderloin apartment. And just to tell you, there's nothing different in the Tenderloin. Everything is exactly the same. The same people are out on the street. Nobody has a six-foot distance between tents. Uh, nothing has changed for them. Uh, the hair, I, a lot of, there was one guy who was like, no, I need money, man. Toothpaste is not money. And the other guy was like, I need heroin. And I guess they're not going to be trading heroin for... Uh, uh, for for toothpaste. Uh, let's see. I'm looking for some music. It's hard to do things at talk and do things at the same time. I was just thinking about heroin. So here is a song about heroin. Yay! Yay! This is Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs>
Men didn't before have to worry about this. They can be silly, fat, funny, intellectual, um, hardcore, you know, sensual, all those different things, philosophical. But with women, they always have to be feminine, feminine, feminine. And um, what I like most is not everybody say this is the age of women or whatever. I think this is bullshit, you know. I, I, uh, I just like to see women who can be characters and can be themselves. And num number one, two, and three, they are what they are. And number ten, they are, they are happen to, yes, they happen to be women in the same way as you happen to be Spanish and I happen to be Icelandic, you know. All right, Bjork has no time for your sexism. I was just Bjork talking on a thing. I have a phone call. You're live on the air. Caller, hello. Uh, hey, Pam, it's Matthew Quirk. Hey, Quirk, how you doing? Good. How's your uh, How's it going over there in Newton? Fine. I mean, no symptoms. I'm not showing any symptoms, so that's good. And uh, I don't know. It just you know doing doing the radio thing. Uh, yeah. Did a we did I did a zoomy a zoom thing yesterday, but I I didn't I haven't seen the video yet. I don't really understand how video works, whatever. But I listened to the audio and it was good. It was and so I'm gonna I'm asking right now. They haven't gotten back to me, but I know there's some zoom thing at five o'clock with New York and San Francisco, and I was gonna ask like, hey, can I play the audio? Because the audio sounds good on Mutiny Radio, so. Anyway. The, uh, the Zoom thing, was it just like, I did a Zoom thing and it turned out it was just five comics talking to each other. Oh, no, we actually did sets. I did like a 10-minute set. Oh, that's good. That, that'd be different, I think, because like the talking, it's sort of like you can't have, if two people are talking, it completely fucks up the audio. Right, because the way that the thing works is you have to mute people because every time yeah. you speak, that's what activates the video so the person who talks the most gets the most screen time yeah but you know like so it's very confusing yeah. on the zoom and I, I think it's very functional for a good conversation the way you think it is well you just have you to have like you, know, you have to have someone yeah. you have to have someone be like a stage manager and take and have i'm muting somebody unmuting them muting unmuting that kind of thing Otherwise, yeah, it's it, just mayhem. Yeah, and usually when comics are talking, they all want to have the best zinger and all that sort of thing, <laughs> which is usually mumbled under breath and such, and it just never comes through well, and it's just thing after thing, and it's just not, not as conducive. Well, I mean, I guess it works for looking at people and seeing them and being like, hey, I, I, I enjoyed it last night. I mean, I got to see Gary Hughes eating applesauce. <laughs> doing his jokes and uh yeah. and uh and detox in his bunker with his sour patch kids cereal which i saw recently at gross out and it was like eight boxes for 99 cents which is insane but that's the thing is who eats sour patch cereal and now the answer is detox so that's good <laughs> so i learned i learned something yesterday uh, i imagine there's a whole lot of shit he eats up i sure <laughs> um, it was been it. It's a fun apocalypse. I'm having a good time. Do you show any symptoms yet? No, I mean I. Uh, 
So I don't know if you realize that I'm an essential worker. Yeah, you have all the skills. The the skills that kills. You got the plumber skills and the building skills. Yeah. So I've been doing some plumbing. And, uh, you know, you're basically alone doing plumbing. I mean, there's another guy there doing carpentry, but we're not within six feet of each other. Sure. Ever. <laughs> you know, it's very, very solitary. So I'm not really bumping into anyone. Clandestine I go, work. People are like hyper wiping shit down sure. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The the scariest place I was today was I was on the 14 bus for three, four stops, not very long. And I should have just walked. It was packed. Like the bus was filled yeah. with people. So I don't know what's up with that. But the Tenderloin is completely the same. My neighborhood, nothing has changed. Everyone yeah. who was living on the street is still living on the street in their tent. In fact, if anything's changed down Leavenworth, I walked down it today, is that people are nicer and they're smiling at me and being really cool. Like a guy yeah. with a face tattoo today and like a super grill. And it wasn't like a gold grill. It was like a silver grill. So I'm like, whoa. Big old smile at me like, hey, how you doing? So people yeah, well, are it's sort of nice. stripping us all down and, uh, you know, we're all suffering together suddenly and we're so starved of human contact. Now you see someone, you smile at them because you got no one to shake hands with and no one to high five. And yeah. So it's like, hey, it's, a, it's what, little, what little human contact we can get. Yeah, I, I smile uh, at it. They're, they're still running the 14 bus, huh? This is Jason King says in reference to because I had said, "Hey, is it okay? Is it okay? Did I lose you? No, you're still there." Uh, I said, "Are you cool if I tap into the sound at 5 p.m. and play live audio on Mutiny for, also for a podcast?" And Jason King says, "Ooh, get at higher stakes, Pam Benjamin. Will people be able to get the recordings? I don't see why not. Shouldn't impact the sound in any way. Yeah, it makes a podcast. Yeah, it makes a podcast." And I'll attach it. Yay. So well, the sweet. still running, huh? Yeah, everything's still running. It's pretty crazy that um, the world still exists and it hasn't really been shut down yet. I saw the news today that um, the United States now has the most cases yeah. and um, we've surpassed everyone because, you know, America is the best, right? Mm -hmm. Um. So there's that, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know what's, I don't know what's going on. People are still, there's still a lot of people out in San Francisco and are, I, I maintained six feet, but then now I'm here at the station talking into a microphone, which one of the, we're not supposed to share microphones. So I just keep thinking of vectors. Like it was the one thing, it's the reason why I didn't pass calculus in college. I just couldn't get past vectors. And now I actually understand what a vector is. I'm like, oh, I hope I'm not a vector. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I read a thing that they were going to start shutting down bus lines because, you know, shelter in place has caused a drop in ridership. Huh. Which. Duh. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. Duh. How did you not know that immediately when you're like, are you running a city? Who runs Who runs a city that doesn't understand? <laughs> you know, if you make everyone stay at home, public transportation might, you know, suffer. Well, I've just um, been, I've been mostly walking everywhere. Uh, honestly, I, I haven't been, I've been trying to avoid the bus, not just 
to like not right, get a fucking virus. One individual, the city. Yeah. You know, and, and, and as an example, you're not riding the bus. You used to ride the bus. Right. So yeah, I'm a, walking. A, well, I'm trying to be a responsible motherfucking adult and be like, well, they right. say I'm allowed to exercise. It's like shocked that like reader, ridership has gone down on public transportation. Right. It's like, well, well, it's gone down because you won't let anyone get out of the house. Right. Like, duh. Uh, I mean, and so they're going to start shutting down bus lines, they said. And it's like, wait a minute, you guys should have a contingency plan for this. How did you not know? The minute you gave a shelter in place order, how did you not know that there would be less people on the bus? Right. Exactly. Well, the other thing is that those who, like, I don't need the bus, I can walk. There are people that fucking need the bus. Like, there's old people, and, and but the old people should not be taking the bus. You, you know, so, like, what services what services do yeah, we need to live, have? What's the skeleton services? You live on a flat area. If you live somewhere way the fuck uphill, you might be like, sure, I'll walk down, but when I come home, I want the bus. Like, not yeah, everyone, or, you know, we don't live in a flat plain in San Francisco. Well, we live and, in a hilly not every person is in really good shape and, you know, can is ambulatory. A lot of people are, you know, sedentary and and it, we haven't been helping ourselves for a long time with sitting in desks and Uber Eats and everything getting delivered and how do we cook and what do we get like, you know, oh yeah. no, everyone's forced to live their life. Oh God, I have to cook for myself. Christ. Anyway. Exactly. Yeah. So you've been, you've been busier than ever. Uh, not really. I mean, I, I, I normally have about a week of work, four four days of work every five days of the week. Um, so, but about the same amount of busy. The thing is that, like, besides work, there's this huge drop off. Like, none of my hobbies are really happening anymore. Oh yeah. Any sort of like social get the gym is closed, and so it's all really it's shut down all the edges. The bricks are still there. The mortar is gone. That's um. Poetic for yeah. a builder. Uh, and, uh, but, you know, it's the same for everyone. I mean, most people still have their jobs, even if they're working from home. But, uh, you know, none of their hobbies are available. And everyone, you know, you go out for a walk, and I hear people, and why are people outside? Like, well, because <laughs> in San Francisco, we got, you know, the living room is someone's bedroom, you know, like right. uh, we rent closets. This well, place is built to be outdoors. It's it's you know? true, and like, or in a public space. In that, you know, bars were my living room. Like I didn't. Uh, yeah, I don't not, hang not out with a you. beer in my living you room. You know, like this, this city has divided every fucking hallway up into, um, you know, bedrooms. Right. Like, who, who has a fucking living room that isn't like pretty wealthy, or perhaps they live in a one bedroom apartment? Right. You know, but even them, they probably have like two roommates. Sure. <laughs> I know. And uh, we just, we don't have the space to be, you're either in your bedroom alone or you're outdoors somewhere, out yeah. of the house at least. Well, and that's how, I mean, that's how we commune as people in these, uh, in these external spaces. I, I miss my bar so much. I miss, yeah. I miss Bender so but, much. I miss all my, my friends. And it's so funny because yeah. I keep seeing people on the street sort of willy nilly. Like I saw my boss the other day and. He was like, hey, and we like yelled at each other from across the street. And I saw Josh Holub t- today. He was on his bike and he's like, Pam, Josh, hey. So it's like just sort of seeing people. I saw my buddy Cassie. She's a bartender at my favorite bar. I saw her and her dog Lamb Chop outside of Gross Out. And I was like, hey, oh my God, how are you doing? So it's been, 
it's been weird to be disconnected from my group, like my peer group, you know, like my friend group and comedy too. I know, woe is me. Yeah, all that. Yeah. Well, it's, we're all in the same boat is the, is the thing. I mean, you're not the only one. Yeah. But I alone. did, I have been doing weird baking experiments and I'm writing a ton and um, I had a great day. I, I almost I almost read an entire book today while I was waiting for my bread to rise, et cetera. So now yeah, I have you might t- want to get yourself a starter for your next bread thing because like I saw your yeast. Where's the fucking yeast? Yeah. Well, I, I made some out of the beer. It sort of worked. It's worked enough. It It's good enough. It's going to work. I'm going to eat it. I'm gonna, I didn't put weed in it, though, because I didn't want to waste it. Just in case it didn't work, it rose enough. Yeah, it's well, fine. You know, they, you can still make just pastry. That's true. I do have a lot of butter. I could have just made. I could have just done a. But puff. not not everything has to be fucking weed engulfed. You know, like well, it, it be... does though. We're in the apocalypse, Matthew Quirk, and everything should have drugs in it. Should it not? Like, what the fuck, man? What kind of square? Uh, actually, you know, they they've studied animals. What kind of coward are you? Animals... You aren't taking all of your drugs right now. Excuse me? I'm, just, I'm, me I'm, channeling, I'm channeling Zach Wiseman, and I'm calling you a coward for not taking all of your drugs right now. Uh, well, uh, you better... So, Zach Wiseman's dead? No, uh, I don't know. Oh, my God, I hope not. I meant uh, channeling not his live energy. I'm channeling him I from know. somewhere in the city. Okay. Jesus Christ, I hope he's... I hope Zach Wiseman lives forever in the firmament. Awful. So, uh, well, you know, um... There's sort of a thing to be like, oh, uh, the idea, like, yeah, take, you know, why not take them now? Uh, but just the same when they study animals, like a lot of animals take inebriants, like, you know, like wild cats will 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 take stuff and make them fucked up, and they've seen it with other animals too. But they sort of temper it. I mean, if you get too fucked up in the wild, some other animal's going to kill you, or. You know, you might fall down and hurt yourself. And, you know, lions don't have hospitals. Right. Uh, you know? So, and, you know, Armageddon really happens. We might need our wits about us. And being totally fucked up might be a kind of negative. And, well, you know, all I got wah, wah, thanks but. for ruining my fantasy, Matthew Quirk. Oh, all the drugs aren't going to save you. Wah! Are you sure? Not that they're going to save you, but once society breaks down, then who's going to make acid anymore? So you might want to, you know, if you use it all now, then you don't have any. Good point. And yeah, you might have to, you know, titrate that stuff. Wow. Yeah. So you got a lot to think about. Yeah. Thanks. Food for thought from Matthew Quirk coming in all the way from, are you still in the van or are you actually in a place? My van is a place. You guys are, you housies sure are uh, prejudiced or something. I don't know. I got to think of a word for that. Uh, I was in my van for the first little bit of it. But then once they closed 24-hour fitness, I was kind of bummed about no showers. Right. And my girlfriend sort of insisted that I stay with her. Well, that's great. Um, Yeah, but there's also, you know, uh, you get used to, like, visiting and, and... uh, been going off on your own for a while and visiting this. So it's sort of like, you know, I kind of want to wander off for no reason. And she's like, where are you going? Like, oh, right. I have to explain why I'm putting my 
shoes on and walking out of the house. Oh. <laughs> I mean, not like she's not like, where are you going? Like tapping her foot. But it's right. just sort of like commonly like, oh, you're going somewhere? Right. Like, yeah, I'm just leaving. You know, There's... where are you going? I'm just leaving. Get him on a leash. You know. Uh, I'm not used to explaining my every motion. Yeah, you know, of course and, not. Um, you know, so it, it's not all bad. It's not all good. And uh, at least I have access to shower. Hell yeah. That's really the big thing. But I have, a, I have a solar shower in the van. I, I could just manage on my own well enough if I had to. Self-sufficiency in the future. Uh, okay. Do you have any Nostradamus pr- predictions for what's going to happen? In the next two weeks? Well, in two weeks, it really depends on... I mean, I still can't believe there are Trump supporters, the way he's, like, just totally fucking up. But they, there's really this sort of thing, like, the last thing he says, that's all they remember him saying. Mm. So it doesn't matter that he called it a hoax for a while or that he found out about it in January and did nothing. Um, the fact that he's doing something now... It's like, great, Trump's handling it. Like, wait, he's been, it's got, it's already got out of control because he fucked it up the first two months. They're like, what, what, what do you mean? You believe everything you read, you know, as one of my friends was saying, you believe everything you read on the internet. I was like, I sent him the video clips. You know, I'm like, I didn't read this. (laughs) Yeah. Well, do you know? And then, and then they're like, oh, what took you so long to send that? Like, did you don't want to address it? They're just so blinded by you know, if the, all. if the if the government decides to do a whole, which they might have to, because the United States is the biggest growing right now. We have the most cases. Yeah. Um, if they have to shut the motherfucking country down for thirty days, it's going to be econ- the people that are rich are going to make a lot of money because they're going to buy because there's everything's going to crash and it's going to give them just enough time to buy what they need to buy. Yeah, and then to well, wait. And then when everything, they're going to dump it at just the right time. And then all the rich yeah. people are going to get super richer. And They're going to manipulate the market. Yes, yeah. that's exactly what's going to happen. They're going to manipulate yeah. the market. They're going to make a ton of money. And we're all going to be like, we can't afford rent. What's going on? So, well, here's something to think about. You're like, yeah. I can't afford rent. They're going to kick me out. But if all of America says we're not paying rent anymore... What, what what are they really going to do? That's a good question. Hey, Matthew Quirk, I am on the Zoom thing now. I'm going to work this out and get the audio going. Okay. Okay, love, love, love. Matthew Quirk, everyone. Matthew Quirk, everyone. Let's see what we have here. <laughs> I have Jason going, King. There he is. Hey. So I've got the audio streaming live on Mutiny Radio. So yay, that's exciting. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For for you for you New York people, uh, Pam is uh, streaming this to a, a podcast, and you can download your audio if you if you want the feedback later. That'll be that'll be cool. pretty. Thanks. Yeah. MutinyRadio.fm. Uh, there'll be a podcast up. I'll probably tag it yeah. to the end of the thing on Bacon, uh, and we're just uh, getting the audio from everybody. So if everyone's permission, if that's okay, <laughs> it's going to be uh, streaming live. We have an app, too. People can download and blah, blah, blah. Yay. Well, since we're waiting on this, I'll play a song. 
for the radio listening audience. Thank you, Jason, for putting all this together, by the way. Yeah, no problem. I feel like, you know, we're, we're, we're missing a lot of mics, so uh, someone's got to do it, right? Yeah. I mean, we call you a hero, but <laughs> probably won't. <laughs> but thanks for putting it together. Yeah. Yeah, let's see. But we can, we can wait like five more minutes to see if anyone else shows up. How's it going, Anne? I haven't seen you in a while. It's Are you still... in New York? Yes, Manhattan. Mm -hmm. Okay. Full of life right now. It's oh so still. <laughs> party there should be porn hub party actually maybe that's that's how you end someone's if someone goes over i'm just gonna put porn on the screen. That's, your that's your that's your light <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna put specifically that there's chuck apparently there's chuck berry porn that he did in like the 70s or something where a girl so eating at the I don't. I so I haven't watched it. I've just heard rumors of it. I, I plan on watching it. I mean, I'd look it up for you if I wasn't on my work computer. <laughs> if anyone wants to look it up and put it on the screen share, I think this could be a learning experience for all of us. <laughs> How was Jason's mic today? Well, basically, we watched Chuck Berry porn. That was interesting. No one told any jokes. We just watched women. it. Not peed uh -huh. on them. He farted on them. Oh no. Like a gentleman. Oh, What's an entire poop like a log? you keep your mouth closed even if it's a droplet i consider that poop so not that much a droplet <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> i mean where else are you gonna go like are you stuck here with us we're talking about shit <laughs> <laughs> 
Except for Steven, he's out of this planet. <laughs> he's just I'm watching the Trumperry porn. He does not give a fuck about what we're doing right now. He's just like, I found this feature, uh, and I'm going to be anywhere shit. in the world. Yeah, I'm trying to figure this shit out, though. Can you put Chuck Berry in the background? <laughs> oh, shit, I'm in the dojo now. That's oh, that's, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, dojo master. All right, all right, it's been five minutes. Cool. All right, guys, thank you for coming. Welcome to the Zoom room. I don't like that name. That's what we're calling it. Um, Zoom room. Rules of the Zoom room, okay? Uh, get close to the mic when you're speaking. Stay away from the mic when you're not. Uh, you know, we don't have a mic, so everyone will be at the same volume, but obviously we're using Zoom, not Instagram Live, because like everyone can get audio feedback, right? So if you're not on, just stay away from the mic. Try to lower your mic if that's possible. You don't have to mute it because then people don't get any feedback. Um, but if you're like eating food or something, uh, if you're outside in traffic, maybe like there's an opportunity to, to meet your mic there. Um, second, be respectful, be attentive. Don't multitask, no heckling. Um, you know, it's rude to heckle. Second, the zoom camera will pick up whatever you're saying. Um, third, this isn't really a rule, but try to stay as long as you can, right? Mics are limited in every city. Um, and we all appreciate feedback. So get helped and be helpful. Um, fourth, you have actually, let's see, we could do five minutes if you guys want. Um, we can do five minutes. Um, I'll bang some spoons together um, to show that you have a minute left. Uh, if you don't hear it, um, you know, I'll be looking at somewhere between the, let's say, five or five and a half uh, minute point um, to just cut you off. Um, Steven. Can you, I know you have a show to go to. Um, is five minutes for everyone still, unless you get your show? Oh, that's right. straight. I think I'm like, I'm second <laughs> to last for it. All right, cool. All right, yeah. and then lastly, if you have any comments or any ways that I can improve, let me know. Uh, on deck, we have Leroy Abu. Yes. How do I, how do I pronounce uh, it? Abweg. Leroy Abweg. Um, I only have one joke to tell before Leroy goes up. Um, but yeah, that's how this is going to go. All right. So, um, so apparently, uh, because of coronavirus related hate crimes, um, uh, a, a lot of Asian people are dealing with, uh, uh, abuse. And so they're in response, they're buying guns, which is sad. Cause that means the Kung Fu isn't working. <laughs> Kung flu. <laughs> Kung flu. Right? Like, like I, I feel like maybe like crouching tiger loses to angry white man. You know, like, maybe the end of of like a Brucey movie should end with just like a white dude and like his dojo opens up. It's like no, 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 no. It's like I see you've mastered the nine styles of Shaolin, but can you defeat? Racism. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like that. All right, cool. All right. Uh, I have never seen him perform, uh, but I'm sure he's funny. Uh, uh, next up is uh, Leroy. Uh, oh. I'm going to move away from my oh, mic. Oh, wow. There's still an applause. Yay! It's a hot crowd. Oh, shit. Okay, cool. Let's calm down. I'm trying to calm the room down. This is, this is great. I've never done this room before, uh, my room. Um, so thanks for doing this. 
uh, Jason, I like that you opened up with that strong that that joke um, as if we're in a legit business conference meeting. You're just very deadpan about it. You're like, All right, I just want to give you guys an update. Um, the Asians are not handling this well. Uh, they are arming up. We need to find them and fucking just do the internment capture again. Um, it sounded very much like we're serious. Uh, but you are right. Like Asians are not handling this well. Like my my dad. I'm Asian. My dad is still going outside and just being normal and not <laughs> understanding that you probably shouldn't cough in public. He's not sick. He's just acting like everything's normal. And I'm just like, yeah, people shouldn't be racist towards Asians, but we should, like, you know, lay the fuck low for a second. It's not like uh, after 9-11, my Middle Eastern friends were like, yeah, what? why are you looking at me? I don't know. I'm not trying to risk right now. <laughs> Anywhere. Um, I don't know if you want to add an extra rule to this whole open mic, but I think we should take a shot every time someone has a coronavirus joke. Uh, see if we can make it all the way oh, yeah. to the end. Down with that, we should definitely do that. Uh, I'll smoke but no, weed. I, I think this is I think this is very innovative that we're doing a Zoom conference thing because I feel like, it, especially with um lighting up right now that's fucking amazing because they made zoom uh for busy purposes and you can imagine like three weeks ago people were making international multi-million dollar deals and now we're just like hey you guys want to meet up and tell dick jokes like we're utilizing <laughs> and together as a society and i don't know when, when your grandchildren are asking you like wait where were you when the coronavirus and you're just like i was just talking to other lonely people about jokes that no one else wanted to hear about. Um, but it's, it's, are you guys stressed at all? With um, why am I doing crowd work right now? This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope I hope you guys aren't stressed with the coronavirus and stuff. Because like I've, I honestly have been having like stressful nightmares. Like just just with everything being shut down, fi finances been hitting my my brain a little bit. I dreamt the other night. That, um, that I spent $9,000 just on brake pads. I don't know if that's the market price. <laughs> I woke up like nightmare dreaming about that. And I told my girlfriend about it. And she was just like, yeah, I had a nightmare too. I was having a spa day with these girls. And uh, for whatever reason, I had to murder a midget and stab him with a uh, screwdriver. I was like, damn, we have very different dreams. Um, her, her word's not mine. She's usually very PC, but she did call it a midget. And I was just like, damn, you are very violent. I don't know if I can sleep next to you during this quarantine anymore. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, I don't know if you guys are working from home at all. Um, it's it's tough to, to work from home. Like, um, I teach autism. Nope. I don't, I don't teach. Uh, that's, uh, okay. I don't teach autism. I'm not adding to the pro I teach two kids on the autism spectrum. Um, and it is true what they say. You go into this job thinking that you're here to teach the kids. But at the end of the day, it's really the kids that are teaching me that I'm probably on the spectrum. Um, <laughs> Um, it's a, it, I know it's a solid joke. I can't look you guys in the eye right now, though. But um, <laughs> <laughs> personally, I'm glad that I get to try to joke out on Zoom rather than being at a bar. Because like I just so I don't forget, I wrote it on my hand. And I realized if I was at a bar doing this at open mic, I wouldn't be able to drink with you guys because I would get too rowdy 
and just wander off in the street drunk, get hit by a car, and someone's just going to find my body there, look at my hand, and be like, who the fuck was watching him? Who did not do their job? No. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I actually don't work uh, with kids on the spectrum anymore. Um, I'm in recruiting now, uh, which allows me to work from home. It's good, which is uh, pretty cool. Started through um, um, uh, yeah, working from home is, is is weird, but recruiting specifically is weird because uh, I'll, ha- I'll have is that a minute late or <laughs> assume fifteen more minutes? Cool. The microphone. It's um, a minute. <laughs> okay, cool. One minute late. Um, yeah, like recruiting is weird because I'll, I'll still have like uh, companies ask their candidates like. Like, why do you want to work here? Which I think is a dumb question because the answer for all of us is fucking the apocalypse. Nobody wants to be a call center representative right now. Um, but, uh, but no, my favorite thing from working from home is these uh, little web conference things because you get to like, because I'm not paying attention to these meetings. I'm just scrolling through every single box trying to see where everyone lives and seeing the background and learning a little bit about them. Like maybe it leave a, bl- a blunt out. Maybe there's a dildo in the background. I want to know if my boss fucking parties. Um, and I did see something so subtle in the background. I saw like a little picture frame, one with his family, one with him like uh, mountain climbing and all that stuff. So I was like, that's a pretty cool life. And in the very front, I, I shit you not, in a frame, there's a picture of him and OJ Simpson just laughing it up. <laughs> and I know, I know this shit was recent because he was wearing a LeBron James jersey in a, in a Laker jersey. So this happened fucking within the last two years. Like, I get it. If you see OJ, you're going to take a picture. But that motherfucker framed it in front of his fucking children. Anyway, uh, before I let you guys go, I know there's a lot of challenges going out uh, right now. Like, uh, see a shot, send a shot, see 10 push-ups, uh, do 10 push-ups. But I'm going to start a new one, and you, I want you guys to join with me. See an onion, send an onion. So if you guys got an onion right next to you, take a bite. Oh, dude, oh. Lord. All right, that was great. That was great. Good up for Leroy. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you guys aren't eating onions. I don't know. I thought you guys were with me on this. <laughs> All right. Uh, on deck is Vasak. Um, and then uh, right now we have uh, Ann Chun. So take it away. Yeah. Wait. I, hate, I love that it's random, but all the Asians are getting to Can go I for it. Can you your... connected or not? Huh? You're, connected. you're connected, Sandra. Okay. I have computer problems. You're in. Your computer's working just fine. <laughs> are those Dean Koontz yeah. novels behind All right. Them? Sorry, Anne. You're up. Or it feels like uh, because like, Leroy, myself, and Vasak get to go first. It's like uh, compensation for all the hate crimes. Uh, <laughs> I know that South Asians are, are like being you know treated not the same way as like people who are East Asians, but still, we're all Asians. Um, right. Okay, I have like a bunch of coronavirus jokes. So if we were taking shots, we would be dying. Uh, <laughs> Seriously, I ain't know there was a difference. <laughs> sure, I don't see color. Um, okay, anyway. Uh, yeah, Corona. Guys, so I have big updates. Um, you know how, like, they say if you want to break up with someone, you shouldn't wait, you should just pull the Band-Aid? Well, 
I have a rebuttal to that. I think if you're in the middle of a pandemic, you should wait. <laughs> he ain't going anywhere. He's not going to sleep with another woman. I'm not going to sleep with another man anytime soon. You need a quarantine bay, okay? Uh, <laughs> what happened was I, I broke up with someone uh, recently, like a few weeks ago. And literally after we parted ways, New York, where I live, went on shutdown. And so you know, I returned to my, my one-bedroom apartment. And then like all I could hear was uh, I, could, I was just staring at my brick wall, listening to my neighbors have sex all day because they're both working from home now. Like this is great. I I'm, I do not regret my decision at all. Like I don't need to cuddle with anybody right now. It's great. Um, yeah. But another thing that happened to me right before the coronavirus broke down uh, broke out was uh, I was diagnosed with HPV, which is very common. Um, so this dude gave me HPV and I gave him coronavirus. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um. And this is what I'm going to screen share. So let me do Whoa, this. That's like <laughs> man's prop. Yeah. <laughs> prop comment. Yeah, it's my prop. This is new. You can see this is this is the advantage of virtual, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly. Just try new shit. Okay. Um, can you see my screen? Oh jeez. Yeah. Yes. Hell so yeah. after after we broke up for a week, he sent me this text. I would like to able to be able to talk with you, especially during the apocalypse. I get if that's selfish of me. And then we started talking again. He's uh he's out of state. He wanted to see his family uh near not in New York. Uh, but we started talking, and it's like things haven't really changed, you know. And two weeks later, I thought about it more. I don't want to continue talking. I'm going through an, an unimaginably hard time right now, unlike other people. <laughs> Please don't message me again. Okay, that was how my morning started today. Yeah, woohoo! Excess during quarantine, uh, quarantine season. <laughs> What's the second song? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, I will show you that. Oh, I fucked up. Okay, so besides comedy, I, I work in data analytics, uh, and I've always wanted to do jokes about data visualization. Um, so I'm still learning a lot about my job. Uh, there's a graph called the violin plot that I just recently <laughs> learned about. Uh, so how it works is that the vertical axis uh, shows the distance from the median, which is measured by percentiles, and the horizontal axis shows the distribution or the shape of the data. So basically, it shows you how your mm -hmm. data is spread out across the median. And it kind of looks like a violin. Are you guys ready to see it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Cool. This is a violin plot. <laughs> yeah, it really looks like the violin, you know. So the first time I saw this, my coworker, uh, who's like a you know a cute Asian boy, projected this on the screen in front of me and five other engineers, and he was just like, you know, I've been doing some analysis and. You, know, you see that the white center right here, that's a median. I think with our product, we should really target the percentile. <laughs> and I was like, hold up. I mean, that's not a bad spot, but like I would recommend like 
even like 90th or 80th, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> that part, just, you know, just anywhere here, that will be too low. But then another woman on my team was like, I think my target is not even on this graph. It's like somewhere in the back. Oh, <laughs> 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 so, um, and the really awesome thing about violin plot is that it comes in different shapes and sizes, <laughs> so you can customize it however <laughs> you want. It's a very inclusive graph with all different different um, representations. Yeah, so um, I hope you guys learned something new today about beta. It's beautiful. <laughs> All right. Okay, now I'm going to stop sharing. Okay. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, one last, I want to end this on a positive note. So I live in New York, right? And a lot of comics complain about how, like, it's really selfish. People jump in front of trains like to you know take their own lives because they're wasting their time and i thought to myself you know i it's not that i want to promote suicide or anything but now is a really good time for people to jump in front of trains i mean they're still running but no one's getting in it so <laughs> they won't be impacting anybody's lives like if i have to be on the train i'd be like that's cool i'm not in a rush i don't have to go to work that for me yay right, that's thanks <laughs> I, that's new i've never seen that before i i definitely appreciate that um i definitely agree with you on the not having sex thing i think one of the one of the interesting things about uh kind of this whole situation is that it, like brings you closer to other people around the world it brings you closer to like other people in time so like you start realizing that when the black plague was happening like Fucking uh, William Shakespeare was also probably at home jacking off every day, you know? <laughs> that should be right. the end of your point. Just right here. <laughs> but William was playing with his dick. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, on deck is Sandra Risser, but next up, this guy has been telling me that he's been writing a joke every single day. And so this better be fucking funny. <laughs> Two very different things. All right, Sock, let's go. Yeah, what's up, guys? Uh, thanks for the time. Um, I really need to pee right now, but it's got to uh, my roommate is in the bathroom, so I can't really use it right now. Um, okay, cool. I'm just gonna run through some premises. Um, I think I think like this year I want to be less defensive about comedy critique like uh, when people like criticize my comedy i usually get pretty defensive and like negative um so i'm trying to be less defensive when people criticize my jokes and uh yeah anyone who has a problem with that can fuck off um <laughs> uh, yeah okay <laughs> did you guys hear that uh queen elizabeth contracted the virus yesterday that's oh, positive yeah uh, yeah i think it's a bad time to be a celebrity who contract who tests positive for covid19 because like I'm sure I'm like, I'm, I mean, she's like 93, so it's pretty positive that she's going to probably die. I think it's a bad time for her to die because no one's going to be, people are not going to pay as much attention now because like a lot of people are dying. Um, so I feel like celebrities need to hold off on dying until this thing ends. So they get the send off they deserve. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, 
Uh, things were going really well for me in terms of dating right before this pandemic started. Um, like things were looking up for me. I had like three matches in Bumble. It was going well. And then the shelter in place took effect and like the matches expired. Um, <laughs> I assume they like just stopped replying because they were scared of meeting up with me because of the virus, you know. Um, so that sucks. Um, you guys have roommates? Yeah. I, I shouldn't say that. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, but like, um, I have roommates, and it's it's weird because like, um, the four of us share one bathroom. Uh, it's more like the six of us because like the two of them are dating people. Um, and so I've been looking to get into dating, but I think I'm gonna stay single for the sake of my roommates. Um, because of the bathroom. Uh, maybe I didn't. Say <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this. Uh, I think this pandemic has taught me that um, it's taught me that if you spend enough time with someone, you you start to hate them. Um, I, think I, I think I I think I hate myself now. Uh, I, I tried to like meditate, and now I know why. Like you're supposed to close your eyes when you meditate. Uh, it's so you don't have to like look at yourself as you reconcile with the thoughts that keep bubbling inside your head. Yeah. Um, don't masturbate after cooking Indian food. That's not a good idea. Because um, <laughs> of the because of the spices, you know, like uh, that's not a recipe that anyone wants to see you make. Uh, you don't want to be you don't want to be coming in cumin powder. So that's not a good idea. Unless you want to spice it up for the girl. I mean, that's. Um, I I asked my I asked my uh, manager for for some time off next week. Um, and he asked me what I was going to do. Like, what are you going to do? Um, and I didn't really have an answer for him, so I'm going back to work. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, do you guys, random thought, do you guys think that, uh, oh, yeah, I don't support the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Um, I don't support them because I think uh, they're getting rid of the one thing that the kid had to live for. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. Honest, at least. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, and fuck the people who created uh, a second Instagram account without deleting the first one. Like, which one am I supposed to unfollow? Because um, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to maintain my ratio. Yeah, fuck that. This is so, it's so much easier to not maintain eye contact here. Because, like, <laughs> oh, it's okay. Um, last thing. Do you guys think Charles Darwin is up in heaven looking down at the pandas on Earth and going, like... Um, okay, pandas can't be bigots because they can't be racist because, like, you white motherfucker. Oh, fuck. You black motherfucker. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. Um, cool. Uh, that's my time. Thanks so much, guys. That was great. Woo! That was awesome. Uh, yes. All right. On deck is Charles Gruber. Um, but up next, this comedian. It was the headliner for the first show that I've ever done. Uh, and so she has a special place in my heart. Um, she's done the punchline several times. She's an be absolute beast. Uh, give it up for Sandra Risser. So they be a beast, but that's what it comes to getting my computer to work today. <laughs> and besides that, we're going to try a few things I haven't done. Yeah, they're either new or, uh, you know, uh, done a long time. You know, this 
coronavirus has gotten me thinking about my own mortality and that I thought it might be time for me to get my affairs in order. You know how embarrassing it was when two men showed up at my door at the same time? <laughs> what do cows and millennials have in common? They both eat grass. <laughs> okay. Well, see, you're a good test for some of these. Uh, when I die, I wonder if people are going to look into my casket and say, hmm, she looks so good. Well, she's peaceful. Finally, she stopped talking. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Going to the dentist is like having sex with my ex-husband. I never feel a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! What in there? Uh, my hometown was so exciting, they gave it the airport code SUX. Sucks. <laughs> and it really was. I'm from Sioux City, Iowa. And the airport code is SUX. In fact, Iowa is the meth capital of the United States because it's so exciting. We got the stock report every day. 32 hogs, 16 cows, and 64 chickens crossed the road. All right, we're going to leave those then for you. <laughs> uh, and hopefully I still have time, if not, to do the whole thing, part of it. How would you get rid of a dead body? If you don't know how, you better learn because knowing how to get rid of a dead body is like having insurance. You hope you're never going to have to use it, but if you do, <laughs> you'd be happy to have it. So I'll bring a little thing for y'all. You got a dead body? What you going to do so police don't come after you? A multitude of ways to get caught disposing of bodies ought to be taught. Bury him in the woods, far from home, out where the deer and the antelope roam. Oh, one day they might be discovered and your DNA could be recovered. Burn them to ashes doesn't sound hard, but you can't build a fire in your backyard. Grind them in a wood chipper, they won't be found. Oops, titanium parts can't be ground. The clog that machine make it fail. The police will be called, you'll end up in jail. Throw them in a lake. That should do. <laughs> nope, they'll rise to the surface and police will get you. No, a multitude of ways to get caught disposing of bodies ought to be taught. Well, now for only $29.95 plus shipping and handling, we will send you this fully illustrated step-by-step -step book on how to dispose of a body. That's right. Just call 1-800-NO-MORE-BOD. That's 1-800-N-O-M-O-B-O-D. And wait, though, if you call within the next 15 minutes, we will send you a second fully illustrated step-by-step -step book on how to sanitize any death scene. 
So that's right. Call now. 1-800-NO-MORE-BOT and receive a fully illustrated step-by-step book on how to dispose of a body and second one on how to sanitize any death scene. This message has been brought to you by Beckham Tagum and Burger Homes and the Concord Police <laughs> And I'm guessing that must be about my four minutes. You got one more minute if you want. I got one more minute. Oh, dear. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> no, I first got into computers back when you could literally get into computers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're talking a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> no, that whole thing is too long. Uh, my ex-husband takes Viagra so he can have sex anytime he wants. He broke his wrist. Well, I... I'm trying to read my own handwriting. Oh, if a redneck husband and wife get divorced, are they still brother and sister? question. <laughs> that was a question. They only married cousins. That was fantastic, Sandra. That was that was like three minutes on 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 how to dispose of a body. You know, Sandra, I have a special place for you in my heart. I hope you have a special place for me in your heart. Oh, oh. I'm not trying to be spoken. Oh yeah, but I go how? On deck is Darren Bussing. Is that how I pronounce it? Bussing. Busing. Busing. Darren Busing. And uh, right now is a man I met in, in New York a couple weeks ago. Very funny, aggressive dude, aggressive <laughs> how aggressive you are in your own couch. Um, next up is Charles Gruber. Oh man, I'm holding it down here, holding it down here on the couch. This is weird though. I haven't, I literally haven't spoken a word to anybody in like two weeks. So <laughs> let's see what goes on. This feels kind of bizarre, but uh, but yeah, when we had those slideshows going on, I was like, fuck, I dropped out of college three times. Am, am I really gonna? I'm about ready to like fail at a comedy at this point. <laughs> Shit. Let's see if I even remember this at this point. A little bit about me. I was a fat slob of a child. Uh, highest weight, 368 pounds. Wow. Woo! Oh, yeah. I was also a Jew. Still am. Woo! On top of that, I was wrongly diagnosed with ADHD and very correctly diagnosed with suicidal depression. So essentially, I was put on a nice cocktail of pharmaceutical drugs specifically designed to control my mind. So if I wasn't going to pull the trigger myself, the Paxil was going to do it for me. <laughs> Just suicide, run a webcam, cool the laugh. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I just got off a nice little hot stretch of bipolar, uh, bipolar mania. Fun thing about this is now my obsessive compulsive disorder can come in and offer me some tips. Just this morning, a whisper in my ear, hey, yo, Charles, if you're going to kill yourself today, maybe you should bring a backup rope. But, you know, <laughs> shit, it's just not all that bad. You know, I'm a, I'm a bit of a hopeless romantic. I'm just like you guys. I'm, uh, you know, I'm just out here trying to meet a nice lady. 
You know, I'm out here trying to be a nice woman to take home to my family. I mean, shit, I'm just out here trying to get my dick sucked just like everybody else. <laughs> but let's give this one a whirl. Um, yeah, I, re I love meeting women while they're at work. I actually met a really nice one last week, uh, right before the quarantine. Uh, her name was Rosie, and she was giving me a phenomenal lap dance. <laughs> so after talking for a little while, she asked me to donate to the, uh, to the stripper quarantine fund. And I mean, you guys know me. I'm also a bit of a fucking, uh, I'm, I'm a bit of a philanthropist. So, you know, out of the kindness of my heart, I went and donated her the finest webcam money can buy. <laughs> right, I'll take that. You know, back over this summer, I was, uh, I was fucking this girl around the corner for me, right? <laughs> and uh, I didn't see her for like three months, so I figure, I figure I lost one from the roster, you know? I mean, sometimes you lose one, you get one back, you know, that's how it goes. But all of a sudden, three months go by, I get a call on the phone, she goes, yo, Charles, I want to come over. I want to fuck. <clears throat> Turns out, she just got out of rehab. And uh, like most of my friends who knew to get sober, she's like, hey, I think you should come to a meeting with me. And like, I think she, she goes, I think it'll be really beneficial to you. So I'm like, meeting? The fuck I want to go to a meeting for? Only thing I'm addicted to is having a good time. <laughs> but I mean, I'm drinking so fucking much right now. These loads I'm shooting are straight vodka. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't seen this girl in a while, though, again, because she sucked my dick so much, I think she lost her 90-day chip. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it on that. Thank you. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Uh, I love <laughs> because he's like he's like one of the most New York people I know, for sure. It's <laughs> just uh, like... It's so authentic. I love it. Um, if you're so, if you're joining recently, check out the rules on the side. I definitely noticed some. Uh, you know, if you, if you're not talking, just try to keep your mic away from you. Keep it close. If you are talking, you don't have to meet yourself because everybody here wants some feedback. But just you know, read the rules on the side if you're if you're just joining. Okay, let's see. Charles just went on, which means that get read. Okay. <laughs> on deck is Brett Gordon, um, but on right now is Darren Busing. Yes. So give it up for him. Oh. Professional comics say it takes 10 years to become good at stand-up. Spoiler alert, I don't have that kind of time. Tonight I got five minutes. Let's go do this. <laughs> My wife and I, we've been married for redacted years, so we're trying different things in the bedroom to spice things up. We've learned a lot. For starters, we're both quite allergic to cayenne pepper. I know a lot of you <laughs> threw your tongue on a hot pocket, but not like I have. So instead, we bought some toys from Good Vibrations. Capped it off with this dice game called Sexy Six. Just to mess with the clerk, I asked, hey, how much do these D&D &D dice cost? Oh, man, she was pissed at me. Sir, those are not Dungeons & Dragons dice. We only sell the finest things here at Good Vibrations. Strong words from the woman trying to upsell me the Fifty Shades Do-Or-Yourself kit. Sex Sexy Six is actually a simple game. You just throw six dice and do whatever combination of body parts and verbs it shows up. First tried it a couple months ago. Word of advice, don't start with the Cirque du Soleil edition. 
Not unless you have a very discreet <laughs> chiropractor. Good Vibrations even threw in a complimentary fingertip vibrator. Well, turns out you get what you pay for. This thing had two speeds, off and buzzsaw. I don't care what it's intended for. It shouldn't sound <laughs> like a weed whacker. I realized I was now playing pin the tail on the donkey for very high stakes. I wasn't good at that game when I was six, and I'm not much better at it now. So we settled on the AARP version of the dice game. Turns out if you replace fisting with missionary on a couple of dice, you suddenly have much better odds on the cum line. <laughs> the kids now know not to be alarmed whenever mom yells, Yahtzee! They just put in the earplugs, go back to sleep. Got to make sure they're the earplugs. Very important. You thought jamming a Q-tip in there was a bad idea. By the way, if anyone out there needs to kick a gambling habit, just picture this rolling, um, rolling dice while wearing an edible Speedo. You're welcome. <laughs> Speaking of rim jobs, my cousin's life was in a downward spiral. <laughs> he lost his job, had a couple of drunk driving arrests. Fortunately, we got him some help, and he's got a new, better job now. He drives a street sweeper up in San Francisco. Oh, he's so happy. Can you imagine a better job for a drunk? Swerving is part of the job description. He just mm -hmm. has to dodge the parked cars, and he's cool. He can even throw his Cuervo bottles out front and sweep up the evidence. He is good at his job. Lombard Street is spotless. So remember, kids, don't change your lifestyle to fit your job. Change your job to fit your lifestyle. So it's uh, springtime <laughs> now. It's my favorite time of year, even this year. Uh, on the other hand, Christmas kind of creeps me out a little bit. I've got this uh, neighbor who gets way too into it. Decks out the whole house, has an inflatable Santa, and eight inflatable reindeer out on his lawn. Now that sounds festive, but he leaves it unplugged all day, so everything collapses, and it looks like the North Pole has had a mass shooting. I guess someone finally found Rudolph's breaking point. How do you like these reindeer games, motherfuckers? You thought everything was cool after that foggy Christmas. Rudolph <laughs> never forgets. But at night, everything changes. Someone flips a switch, everything reinflates, instant Christmas. Damn! I wish when I was feeling down, someone would come around and blow hot air up my ass. I guess that's why people go to Bernie rallies. <laughs> <laughs> Last one. The heroes of my college soundtrack are starting to die off in numbers. Got Rick Ocasek from a heart condition, Eddie Money from cancer. It really gets you to thinking. How dare these bastards die of natural causes and make me feel old? At least Tom Petty and Prince had the common decency to die of drug overdoses because that's rock and roll, goddammit. <laughs> they died as they lived. They're not going to disappoint their fans. Can you imagine what would it be like if other celebrities did that? Kanye wants to die as he lived. He's got to find some poor bastard on a ledge, tell him, I'm going to let you finish, and then jump off the building first. <laughs> Live by the upstage, die by the upstage. Snoop <laughs> Dogg, you won't even need a coffin. We just have to roll him up in a blanket blaze up one last time. Finally, we have Justin Bieber. Now... I don't know exactly how you kill yourself with a douchebag, but Beep simply run out of options. <laughs> All right, that's my time. Thank you. All right. Awesome. All right, so on deck is Steven Asifo. 
Um, but next up, this comic I met in New York. Uh, she's very funny. Give it up for Brett Gordon. My name is Teacher Breck. What is your name? I'm coming to you from my virtual classroom. Um, I am an ESL teacher, English as a second language. Both of my schools are closed right now. I normally teach adults in real life. So I'm training to teach Chinese children. Actually, I'm going to put my headset on. So this is my new life. Um, anyways, so I'm actually loving quarantine, but the thing that's making me insane is that um, I have to do all these mock classes where I have to pretend to teach a Chinese child, but the person on the other end is like a fat guy named Steve in Houston. <laughs> um, <laughs> And it's like a little too much for me. So, so I'll be so like, it'll be this guy who's pretending to be a Chinese five year old. And I'll be like, good job, Danny. You get a star. And then he'll like do the accent and be like, thank you, teacher. Yes, I like. And I'm like, I can't. <laughs> handle this it like sends me into this like existential <laughs> tailspin and then um like i just can't and so then people are like well why don't you just cam and i'm like why so i can baby talk a fat guy in houston named steve except that's steve's kink and i have to pretend to be a teenager like it's there's uh not a lot of good options for me right now. Um anyway, have y'all watched Tiger King yet? No. Yes. Yeah, it's the best. I watched it and obviously I'm obsessed with Joe Exotic. I'm like, oh uh <laughs> mentally ill, gay, kinky, redneck with a mullet who is obsessed with animals and is a performer and struggles with addiction i'm like hi <laughs> <laughs> um, so i really do need a haircut um the business in the front part of my mullet is becoming like a second party <laughs> um which might be too much even for the chinese children um i really was not ready to spend this much time in my apartment sober <laughs> um, <laughs> i used to lie around here all the time when i was high but now that i'm sober um this was a lot so i've already gone through all of my belongings and gotten rid of like 60 percent of my stuff and in doing so i kept finding drugs <laughs> hidden <laughs> in my apartment um so like i found like a bunch of weed and like i found one of those old wooden um vaporizers with like the tubes and everything which i don't even remember ever owning one of those um, and like three pipes like two grinders i was such a pothead obviously 
Um, but my favorite thing that I found was a quarter of an Adderall that was folded up in a receipt that was then wrapped in medical tape like 10 times. And I was like, <laughs> where, like, when did I do three fourths of an Adderall and then also had access to medical tape? Like, <laughs> that's a weird thing. Um, so yeah, let's see, quarantine. So I turned a section of my room into a home gym. I work out all the time. Right, my new addiction in sobriety. Um, I really like it when people are like, wow, you look really fit. Do you work out? And I'm like, yeah, all the time. I'm 32. 32 year old white women don't just like have toned arms. Like if I ever <laughs> met a woman in her thirties who had toned arms and didn't work out, I would kill her immediately. <laughs> like, is, that is not allowed. <laughs> so anyway, um, this is probably obvious, but I'm in AA. Um, you can tell I'm in AA because, well, in addition to everything that I say and do, um, <laughs> because I still dress like an addict, but I have clear skin. Um, <laughs> so that's one of the signs. Um, AA meetings are a lot like open mics, but we only get three minutes and no one talks about their dick. <laughs> so that's kind of a nice alternative sometimes for me um, and a lot of people who've known me for a long time say that they didn't know that I had a problem and I'm like oh I never mentioned Xanax wine <laughs> um, which was my that was my drink which is where you crush up Xanax and put it in Cabernet Sauvignon. Um, really effective. 45 minutes and your day's over. <laughs> <laughs> really, I mean, really could go for some um, in our current situation. But anyway, um, actually, so one time my friend and I drank a few glasses of Xanax wine and then we went on a nature walk. And while we were on the walk, we collected every snail that we saw. And then we put all the snails together on one rock so that they could have a party. <laughs> <laughs> and so at the end of it, there were like 25 snails on this rock. And we stepped back and my friend turned to me and was like, you know, they're going to have a really good time because of us. <laughs> like it would be so innocent you know he didn't know that we had basically roofed ourselves um hey, anyway. hey can you hear me can yeah hear me? oh we're done yes okay cool I'm thanks sorry. everybody thanks. yes <laughs> that was awesome that was great let's see all right so on deck is gary hughes next up is steven Estipo. Hey, yeah, you're definitely going to have to uh, hit me with that, that spoon shit. Yesterday, I ran the light on IG Live for about 15 minutes. <laughs> I just didn't hear. I didn't, that was my first time interacting with people. I don't know what was going on. Like, I haven't been outside since Sunday. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
real bad. I don't know. Um, I, I know some people are talking about like Asian uh, people have been getting beat up. Um, I also heard about that as well. That's actually something my uh, Asian roommate was telling me about. Is there's reports it's like, hey, stop bringing that China virus here. And I'm like, that's not right. You know, we've never been upset with Asian people for bringing like Chinese things here. Like, especially like Chinese food. Never. If anything, we're jealous because that shit is delicious. Uh, I was actually just having some oh, yeah. right now. Even a couple of China. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say that. Um, I mean, the, the, I know there's, you know, a lot of doom and gloom out there, but, you know, <clears throat> one of the nice things about the thing going on right now is at least everyone's like, you know, go home, be with your family. You probably FaceTime and do a lot of things like that. Uh, everybody except Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, that motherfucker bought a whole ass island. Like, I don't know if you guys heard of that, but he was like, oh, I got to be at home. I'm just buy an island and stay by my goddamn self. And that's when I thought, where are these islands that people can just buy? Like, I didn't know there's still parts of it. Like, I thought Christopher Columbus did a good ass job. <laughs> <laughs> like, is there just like a Craigslist for islands to just go and say, seeking, you know, multimillionaire with lots of land and a place to hide bodies? People are doing a lot of shit on islands. I feel like we should just, you know, look into that a little bit more. I don't know. <laughs> Good thing about working from home for me is uh, I, I found like more confidence boost, you know, now that everything is virtual, everything's on meetings. Um, I Sometimes I don't like to have my camera on, you know, I, I can just. <laughs> You know, if I showed up, like, I'm, you know, I'm draws right now. You know, like, I'm just, I'm just cooling. Like, this is how I am at work. You know, like, this is how I do. Um, and, you know, I, I find, you know, weird ways to, like, you know, get confidence. And no one can know because I can mute myself. It's like things I couldn't do in, you know, a normal meeting. Uh, the other day, uh, my, my manager, he was, he was critiquing a deck or presentation that me and my team had been putting together. And I was telling my team for the longest time, like, hey, look, I think the presentation should be this way. And as soon as my manager said exactly what I was thinking, I was like, boo, y'all, Karen, fuck that shit, dog. And no one could hear me because I muted myself. It was amazing. Uh, <laughs> I could play music. Like, it's, I just get, like, the weirdest confidence boost. And it's just no one else can get that but me. Uh, I, but not everyone, not everyone is finding, like, the same sauce. Like, my, my younger brother, he's a junior in high school. And... I was like, yo, how are you holding up, man? Like, you know, school's out. And he's like, nah, man. This just sucks. They cancel spring. And I was like, what do you mean they cancel spring? He's like, can't play lacrosse? And I was like, okay, first of all, you're a black. That's not even, that shouldn't even be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, then he, and, then he, and then he also said, cancel prom. And I was like, uh, that makes sense that they're going to cancel prom. He's like, no, 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 I think they might bring it back. I think they might bring it back. And I was like, look, if they're telling people keep six feet of distance because they don't want you guys to catch the road, I doubt they're going to let you guys stand in, in like your school gym for two hours and hump each other. Uh, I don't think that's the right <laughs> move uh, for, you know, I think the PTA would have to have something to say about that. <laughs> At least I would, I don't know. Um, now, I think the weirdest thing about this pandemic is that people are, like, they can't get enough of it. I, I don't know, like, it's turned into media. Like, one thing that my girlfriends are doing is watching Contagion. I don't know if you guys watch that shit. But I don't know at any point during a pandemic, you'd be like, man, this pandemic's pretty crazy. I should get away from this. And be like, yo, you want to see how this shit ends? Yeah, yeah, yeah I want to do that. I, <laughs> uh, I found out recently that my, my cousin is a heroin addict. And then that really, that really disturbed me a lot because 
I feel my cousin and I were pretty close. And so to find out that he's been a heroin addict for quite some time, I was like, damn, like, I, like, I felt like I let him down. And when you find out some news like that, you start retracing some things that happened. And for me, I realized that I, I, I wasn't seeing some of the signs. One of the signs is when I gave him $40. Um, and it wasn't about the $40 itself. It's, it's the reason that he said he needed the $40. He told me he needed $40 for rent. And I don't, I don't know if he lives in a, I don't, he doesn't live in a cardboard box. Um, but no, at no point in, in anybody's life have they ever needed just forty dollars to just meet, make ends meet. Like no one ever needed, you know, two large Domino's pizzas. Is that the time or is that one minute? That's one minute. Oh, okay, perfect. You have to do it again. Uh, <laughs> I'm in. I was like, this is interaction. Um, uh, well, that's that's that. another thing that he did. Like uh, for anybody else that thinks they might have uh, someone in their life, they'll lie about petty shit. You know. I did just touch my face. Um, they lie about <laughs> I don't know what that means. So, they lie about petty shit. So, that's one thing there. Um, I don't know. Am I not supposed to touch my face? Is this like an inside joke? I don't know. Um, oh, all right. So my, this, I'll, I'll leave on this then. My, I got kind of jealous of my best friend because he got like this super dope girlfriend that like took him on trips. And he was telling me about her. I'm, I'm trying to be, you know, real happy for him. He's like, yeah, dog, she even comes to my job. I'm going to suck my dick, you know, and then she'll go back to work. And I was like, what? How long is her lunch breaks to go ahead and do that? Like, that is amazing. <laughs> uh, and then I, I started getting jealous because I, you know, I'm in a relationship. So, like, I'm, and you don't ever want to be jealous, but I had to ask my girlfriend. I was like, look, um, hey, so what, 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 what are we doing here? Like, what, you know, what, what, I don't get, like, any, like, nice texts, like, any, like, sexy texts. When I send you something, you don't send me anything back. He's like, look, I just don't know what to say, right? And I was like, look, just be creative, you know, just be creative. Say anything, like, you know, I'll, I'll be into it. Um, tell me why I get a text, you know, the next day saying, uh, hey, hope you're having a good day at work. When you come home, I'm going to gobble your balls while I'm sucking on paint. And uh, I had to send her, I had to call her me and say, what the fuck is going on with you? Uh, and she said, I thought she told me to be creative. I said, be, be creative, not societal. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, her past lives. Yep, that's the that's, 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 <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Give it up for Stephen. <laughs> All right. Let's see, Warren is not here. Is Cooper Carlton here? Cooper Carlton, no. Jesse, Jesse is here. All right, so on deck is Jesse, and next up is Gary Hughes. Yay, for sure. Um, I like this Resident Evil Umbrella Corporation shit we're doing right here. This is pretty interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is pretty fun. I, I miss sports. Like, I've grown up with sports all my life, so I incorporate whistles to sports because whistles are mostly in all sports. So that's the correlation I have. So when I'm coming out of a bar at 2 in the morning and I hear a whistle in the dark alleyway, I'm like, damn, that sounds like a good basketball game over there. That sounds like a good game over there. Like, it's like, oh, it's even some screaming over there. That sounds like a good-ass basketball game. I'm kind of jealous <laughs> about that game going on over there. Um uh, I, I hate that this coronavirus, you know, I heard everybody had to get like $1,200. And I'm I'm still like, hey, what about our reparations? We still ain't get ours. <laughs> everybody got to get the $1,200? Everybody got to get the 
even Jason and I the twelve hundred, it'd be cool. You know what I'm saying? That'd be that'd be solid. But you gotta get everybody the twelve hundred. Oh man, I thought we was gonna win on this one. I am I am pretty excited about all the uh horny women that are gonna come out of this. <laughs> I'm there when they make that mistake. I'm so there. It's on. It's over. I like you know how like the pre-screen and like sex questions are usually like, "Are you clean?" But now it's gonna be like, "Do you have Corona?" And I'm like, "Nah, I don't have that, but I do have chlamydia and gonorrhea." And they're like, "Okay, no problem. Just keep going. Let's do that. Those are curable." Yeah, it's gonna be a bad baby boom off of this coronavirus. Anyway. <laughs> Fucking babies. Uh, I, I saw an ad in this shit for reversal abortion pill one time, and um, it was a lady holding a baby, and it said, change your mind? I did. And it was, it was saying two things. It was saying that, first of all, it was saying the Plan B pill is an abortion pill, right? And then it was saying if you take, an abor- take the Plan B and you want to have the baby, you take this within 48 hours, and this will reverse the action. And I thought that was so strange, because humans are so delicate when you, like, we're making them, like, if you have that baby, you're going to be like, how does my baby look? It looks indecisive. Like, your baby looks like 50-50. <laughs> it looks so, so. Did you really want that baby, or did you not want that baby? This, I don't know if that's the thing you're supposed to be doing. Um, <laughs> I, I've been doing some sexting lately, because this is all I got to do. This is all I can do. Like, right now, at this time, yeah, it's good to be an erotic novelist. <laughs> you know, I'm testing my game, seeing if I can make somebody wet with the words. You know what I'm saying? I'm like a... a Rock him or something, you know what I'm saying, with the words. Um, I was sexing this girl, I sexed this girl. I'm very straightforward when I do sex. They're like, hey, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm licking this, I'm doing that, and we're doing this. And then her element of sexting, hers is like, you hear a knock at the door. You look through the peephole, you say, oh, no, you let me in. And I was like, she gave me dialogue during sexting. I was like, she had scenes. I'm like, that's not how sexting works. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing with this? This is not how sex it works. This white girl had me scared. Somebody she had a cop uniform. I was like, I don't play that. I don't play that shit at all. No cop uniforms, you know? Uh, um, I'm always strange about what white people eat. White people eat a lot of raw food. Uh, you know, steak tartare and shit like that. And... I don't like that. I don't like the white people eating that stuff. Black people like stuff well done. Like people, black people don't enjoy steaks because that should be well done. It'd be burnt, you know. And I saw I had my Belgian aunt. She had like mixed up some ground beef with some seasoning. And I came in. I was like, "Oh, auntie, you about to make some hamburgers?" And they just started eating that shit. And I was like, "What? What do you? What? Cook that, auntie. You gotta cook that." I I just cannot believe they were eating raw meat, just like it was no big deal. Just on a piece of bread. Was, <laughs> I grew up on Section Eight. You know, I was the, I was a little you know the little kid that you see in the street with diapers eating like raw hot dogs. I was that kid. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I still couldn't understand them eating raw meat. But not only them, black people do it too. You know, in middle school, I had an African friend, and he took me back home and uh, you know just have dinner. His pops, they don't believe in separating food. You know how some plates have dividers? They don't believe in that shit. He had chicken, rice, and ice cream all on the same plate. <laughs> He's like, how's the rice? I'm like, it's cold. <laughs> like, my, my ice cream is dripping to it. What else do you expect there, okay? This is not a good thing for me. If you're in any neighborhood, I want to say this. I oh, appreciate it. In any neighborhood, 
the worst thing to look out for, my friend told me this, the worst thing to look out for is a grown-ass man on a kid's bicycle. You don't fuck with that person, okay? <laughs> any any grown-ass man, you see them with knees all like this, don't fuck with them. <laughs> he got that tricycle. He went through some shit to get that tricycle. You, don't leave, you leave that man alone. He going through something, okay? That's my uh, that's my TSA to everybody, just to keep y'all safe for this time. Um, Let's see if I got one more joke. Oh, yeah. Uh, being black, when you're around older black women, because my last black girlfriend was in, like, my freshman year, they always want you to date black girls. And uh, they're always like, your mama black, your daddy black, why don't you get a black girl? And I feel like that logic doesn't set. Like, you could do that with shopping, you know? You could be like, your mama black, your daddy black, get a black phone. Your mama <laughs> black, your daddy black, buy a black car. Uh, yeah. Appreciate, hey, appreciate y'all. Thank you, Jason, man. Have a good one, bro. I appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> Gary, that was awesome. Is Warren on? Is Warren on by chance? Okay. All right, cool. Well, uh, on deck is Johnny Stein. Uh, but next up is Jesse Weyburn. So give it up for Jesse. Good morning, everyone. Um, I say good morning now all the time because time doesn't fucking matter. Uh, <laughs> And I also have been saying that, you know, COVID-19 has really been of being, being sad and lonely. Um, I have had so much more social interaction since quarantining. And when I moved to New York four months ago, uh, which was really great timing for moving to New York. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I was thinking about what I would be talking about tonight and I was like wonder if my my regular stuff will work um and so I'm gonna try um so I I uh, a little bit about me I am uh 36 divorced with two full abortions and <laughs> I fucking ball that I'm 36 um but I can tell you right now this quarantine and pandemic is aging me i have now i have superhero gray stripes uh of coming in very rapidly so i so don't worry i'm gonna look as old as everybody else when this is over um uh i look i, I look great for um you know having two abortions because i don't have any kids <laughs> uh, <laughs> um and and i'm just that um, you know, being divorced, it, it did suck. Uh, and I've been like, man, I, I think that I would like to have a, a partner. But then I'm hearing about all these people with just the worst times with their partner. And I was like, gosh, my divorce and my abortions, those were prep for pandemic. I can't believe it. I was so for forethinking um, and uh, and sort of futuristic in my in my terrible life choices um so uh i guess i guess you know i can still talk about these things um i guess also i should sort of um acknowledge that i do look like miss frizzle if she gave the kids acid um, <laughs> like i'm like you know a little a little kooky i'm like uh, i'm like I, oh, you know, I'm going to age into Mrs. Doubtfire. That is uh, what I'm going to do. 
um, that will be my persona. Um, and then also, I, I've discovered that um, I'm a little bit like if Macaulay Culkin was Freaky Friday with my bubby. Um, uh, very cute, uh, very crappy, and a little creepy. Um, and working for me, um, all of this, uh, this age, age appropriate um, isolation, maybe, who knows, maybe I will come out eager looking for having not seen the sun for many days. Um, and uh, we'll see. Uh, but I don't have a good segue into anything. Um, does anybody have any questions while I read this notebook? <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, I feel like I've been on one constant phone interview um, since since quarantining. Like, I've been looking for jobs, and I've been doing this kind of, like, hi, my name's Jesse. I'm so smart and healthy. Um, please give me a job. And then uh, I'll talk to my friends, and all of a sudden I'm, like, crying. And it's a very different thing to see yourself crying on Zoom. Um, so, <laughs> um, uh, you know, oh, I think a lot of people are thinking about this. I've been seeing a lot of people talk about it. Uh, they're, they're wondering... Like, when is this going to turn into chat roulette? And um, I feel like it already, it's, it's consensual chat roulette is what it is. Um, let's see. Uh, that's not that funny, but it's fine. Um, so, <laughs> I, was, um, I guess, like, one thing I can tell you um, is don't come on to your roommate. Uh, in a, in a, a crisis, that's what I'm learning because he he left that night, <laughs> um, <laughs> but not because I had come on to him, but because of his own existential crisis, um, which is great because uh, now when he so uh, the sort of the through line of that story is because I I came on to him now I'm getting a dog. <laughs> I have a lot more to develop with that uh, thought process, that premise. Thank you so much for your time. You're all wonderful. My name is All right. All right. Um, that was awesome. Let's see. Who is next? Lewis is nice. Okay, so Jordan Lung is on deck and fully prepared with his Pornhub background. <laughs> and uh, next up is Johnny Stein. What's up? What's up? Um, I am, uh, yes, this quarantine has been uh, fine, I feel like. It's not, uh, like, I don't really like touch. The closest I've been to being touched is, like, being rained on, uh, which has been <laughs> nice. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's weird. I'm, I'm like, being in lockdown with your family, you get a lot of the same rules, like as camp, like a lot of camp rules. Uh, like we've put in, like if it's um, if it's yellow, let it mellow. You know, um, <laughs> like don't uh, get more food than you need. Uh, no sex with the bunk mates. You know, mm. no excuses. Um, uh, it's also been nice for me because I uh, don't have to pretend to have ambition. That's been great. 
what a relief. Uh, yeah, I'd like <laughs> sit on the couch, you know, finishing like my third sleeve of salami, like governor's orders, you know. <laughs> um, I did actually have to go to the doctor during this, um, oh, which no. was embarrassing because it was for acne. <laughs> Nothing to do. With the corona, uh, it was for acne on my back, um, which I learned is like uh, the plight of the single man. <laughs> I learned that because my um, my doctor, I was like, how do I get it? And she was like, if you don't have anyone to help you, she's <laughs> like, oh no, oh no. Um, yeah, it's like, uh, it's... Oh, she also said. Uh, she said, "If you're if you're gonna get rid of it on your own, you better start practicing your yoga poses," which is like a real uh, shame. It's the only affliction that like you can't solve on your own. Like you're you don't go to the doctor for gout and have the you know, letting the doctor's like, oh well, better get on Tinder, <laughs> you know. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, I did get a, I did get a, as a gift though, um, a, uh, uh, like a stick, a loof on a stick, um, from my parents, which was really like a really nail in the coffin. Like no one's getting your back. Huh? We can <laughs> all tell. Okay. Um, I also went skydiving. I, it sucks that we miss, uh, we lose the other day. You know, when we used to say like, I went skydiving the other day. Um, but now, you know, I'm here. So I went skydiving three years ago. <laughs> then I wrote this joke. <laughs> um, but it's, it's scary. It's like, uh, it's like really long, uh, right? And the, it's only really the first minute is the part you see. You know, the first minute is like you falling, like you can't breathe. Your cheeks are desperately trying to become wings, you know. Mm. You know, your fingers are slowly like <clears throat> just making this. It's um, it's scary, but the worst part is when they pull the uh, the parachute and bam, you're in a conversation with a stranger that's tied to your back for four minutes. You can't leave. <laughs> it's, it's like you just talk about like how the Raiders did last year, and.